up and shut your mouth. I'm here to announce that AEW Collision, beginning June 17th, will feature CM Punk. just recreated the same exact championship, just a different color. That's right, we have a lot to talk about this week, but guess what? That boy probably bought that belt already. He got it. He already got it in this case. Yo, ODM, how you doing? I'm doing fucking great. I bet you, you know what else I bet you he has in that title case, but he doesn't, I bet you he's got a special place for it. So, you ever seen the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest title belt? <laughs> <laughs> Dude can take a dog or two. <laughs> so it's it's funny uh, talking about championships because I can't get over, you know, every time I'm like, well, you know, that boy and he has all those championships. I'm like, does he have one of the Divas ones? 
and I've always, you know, wanted to, you know, for fun, just give him the Divas Championship and see if he'll probably display it. The old one, the the butterfly. Yeah. But then it's sad when you watch New Japan this past weekend, Dominion. Oh, what a Dominion was one of my favorite shows uh, for a couple of years there because we saw back to back years Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada. You know what I mean? And to see the Butterfly Championship proudly on Sonata, I'm like, well, I can't really get on board with this championship. It's it's terrible. And the, the sad thing is, the original IWGP World Heavyweight Title was. Probably my favorite. There was nothing wrong with it. Absolutely it nothing wrong with yeah, it. it I loved it. Oh, it was perfect. You're absolutely that and the Intercontinental Championship that they used to have. That uh Nakamura War. Yes. Uh Naito. Yep. I like that. But so yeah, we're gonna be talking about that today. We're gonna be talking about what happened at Dominion. We're gonna be talking about what happened this past week with Raw, Dynamite, SmackDown, Ring of Honor, you name it. But also, we're going to be having our bringing to the table. We're going to be having our Monday Night Wars. Probably the most candid that Sting has been in, geez, multiple years talking on a microphone. This was one of my favorite Sting promos. I will say that. And I'm not a Sting guy. Thug life. (laughs) Funny you say that because we also have a Kevin Nash promo. We'll get into that, but we also have this week's top topic, and it's a doozy. So, hey, let's dive in. Um, Every week we made the joke of, and the first topic is (laughs) CM Punk. I hate to do it again, but today's first topic is CM Punk. Now look at. It's funny because right before recording, I had an extremely specific biased reaction about the announcement of CM Punk, in which is, we're not fucking breaking ground here for anybody. Obviously, he's going to be at the first AEW collision. Tony Khan didn't blink and provided the, uh, (laughs) provided the information to everybody. I will say... One of his better promos. Pause the right time to give it just enough second and then hit the name. And I was like, oh, okay. Good job to you, man. And then just left the air. That was it. Let the crowd just do the business. Yep. The crowd was a little uh, mixed, it seemed. But what I thought was interesting is you called it out about his cadence and how he delivered everything. Cornette, after and before he delivered that one. They were talking about those segments where he doesn't blink and he just fucking goes and he goes and he goes and he's like, and and Cornette goes, it seems like they had somebody sit down with him. Okay, Tony, here's the teleprompter. We're going to go at a specific speed. We want you to speak at that speed. We want you to pause at the right points. It's like somebody coached him was like, calm the fuck down. Which is funny because I sent you a screenshot of the YouTube channel version of their logos. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the picture of Tony looking like his eyes are going through <laughs> a giant metal safe. But on the other side is a cue card that says, calm down, breathe, blink. And I said, I really wish we had this kind of creativity for our fucking logos because that's awesome. Like that was 
one of my favorite ones that they've done yet, and they do a lot of great ones. They do a lot of great but, ones, and if we're going to shout out Cornette all the time, might as well shout out the artist. Travis Heckle is the guy. I don't know anything about him other than his name, uh, but if you give credit where credit is due, he's the guy that does like 99% of their logos. They have some fan-submitted ones every once in a while. You'll notice some look like out of character for them, because uh, they do get some other fan-submitting ones, but uh, Travis Heckle does most of them, so shout out to him, I guess. Oh, I appreciate you doing that extra work there. And we didn't even need uh, the intern this week. <laughs> so, Correct me on that, Buster. <laughs> the reason I bring this up um, and why I said I, I had a very totally biased side to it all, all the way up until is right before I started recording or we recorded was I noticed that thing that they said it was a kind of a mixed crowd. And I don't know. I thought the first original reaction, unless it was a piped in noise or not. I don't know. The first original sounding reaction to me sounded yeah. like people were pretty jacked up. Yeah. And there were CM Punk chants afterwards. Sure. But I, I think it's just, it's hard, right? Because like, I know I think we've talked about this where you can't really, you can't do it the way that you did the first time. Right. Cause the way you did it the first time was perfect. Everybody fucking knew Everybody mm -hmm. was waiting for it. They said this was the biggest thing that's happened in wrestling in forever. Just fucking get his ass out there and let him give him a mic. This time it's like, okay, everybody fucking knows. There's kind of a lot to this. Let's just fucking do it now. Yeah, there's no time for kayfabing this no, shit. Not at all. Look it, I hate to say it, but do you controversy creates cash, right? Everybody that's that's Bischoff's line, right? But yeah, he stole that from somebody else. Cornette talked about it. He says, uh, personal issues yeah. draw money. Something like that. It was one of the fucking yeah. old territory guys, yeah. And why I bring that up is, come on, man. One of my favorite reasons for watching SummerSlam 2005, it wasn't to see Shawn Michaels botch his body all over the place, or bounce his body all over the place, I mean, um, for Hulk Hogan. It was because Edge and Matt Hardy were going to have a real match with each other and real life shit just happened with him banging Lita. So that creates a reason to watch something. Here is what I have to say. Have you noticed some of the pictures, the promo pictures of Collision? Punk has a shaved head. Have you seen the same pictures as me? Yeah, I looked Which at it for a second. Is... I for a second I go, is that an old picture or is that a new picture? Mm -hmm. Same. <clears throat> I think it's been an obviously uh, he's sprinkling this for a reason, Tony. No, 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 no. I'm not giving him credit saying he is sprinkling <laughs> it. He did sprinkle it, but I really truly think that man, I want. I just goddamn want. Something where they just kind of go to it immediately. Like I said, do something with the the, the triple threat. Oh, not triple threat. Uh, the six-man tag. Yeah. Punk A. They're not going to let A. Steel get on TV. Yeah. <laughs> we got a biter. I don't know. I just... You can't... So... Why I bring that up is you had said, don't play kayfabe. You can't do the last or the first dance again. So I don't think you should play kayfabe at all. Do you think punk brings anything up on collision? Do you think elite shows up? Cause we don't have a draft yet. Right. I, I think he'll bring up Mindy's bakery before he brings up the elite. 
which to me is the best way to do it. Be like, did you guys forget? You're in Chicago, Mindy's Bakery. I swear to God, that never crossed my mind. If that comes up, that's at the call all, of the year. That's the call of the year. <laughs> I, I'm gonna buy a shirt that says <laughs> Mindy's Bakery, and on the back, ODM called it. <laughs> oh, that's all that you was have to fantastic, say. Fantastic, because you're you right. I bet, I bet you he does. Yep. Oh. Wow. How long have you been sitting on that one? Hey, you never know. I'm stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Kayfabe, pal. What I did like, uh, speaking of being that, I did see during that point when Punk responded to his return being announced, it's the Billy Madison dodgeball part of you're all in deep trouble or very big trouble or whatever it is. And I was like, I like it. Okay. At least, you know, playing the, playing the game. Let me ask you, we do our, I called it section, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Of things that you and I have called. Yeah. If they go to eventually straight to not a six man, man, or they make this a work somehow and they actually call out the brawl out. I mean, actually call that out. I still think it's, I still think it's a goddamn work a little bit. Punk was hurt. Ah, no, we'll never be yeah, it, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. I think. I think it's just you know that the young schmucks just can't play nice, and uh, they they think their shit don't stink. And uh, maybe I'm uh, yeah. I don't think anything's gonna happen between them. I think they're they're okay. They're gonna All be right, separating. Well, I'm, that. I'm I'm just a wishing man. But let me tell you something. Something I've been wishing for. I one of us had to have called it. One of us. Last year, you and I said, let's do our predictions for Forbidden Door. Yeah. One of us had to have said Danielson versus Okada. I think and I don't I, know. I think I we'd did. We'd have to go. Very you least. likely did. And I don't even remember I think where. I had him versus Tanahashi. Danielson? Against yes. Tanahashi? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't fucking remember what uh, episode it is. I've got all my notes right here, but uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to find it, so... That's fine, but the news is out at Dominion. Will Ospreay defeated Lance Archer, and he became the number one contender for the U.S. championship. Which I forgot Omega had. (laughs) Same. No shit. I promise you that. I was like, okay, cool. Good match. Who won? (laughs) And then Ospreay says he's leaving Canada with the U.S. Championship. And Forbidden Door, I forgot, is actually in Canada. I totally forgot all about it. That was just number one challenge of the night. Go ahead. I want you to talk about it. So, uh, uh, BCC, uh, specifically Yuta, Mox, and Claudio, uh, took on the the uh, NJPW uh, Dream Team. It was, uh, was it Tanahashi, uh, Okada, and I forget the third guy. Ishii. Ishii, yep. Uh, so, Which is like from my core three, you know what I mean? Right. Like, Or maybe putting Tama Tonga in there, but I'm like, man, that's, wow. that, it is well, the that's Dream Team. That's your straight NJPW. That's... Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it's fucking. I love it. 
Yeah, it's fucking Cena, Undertaker. I, I just threw that in there. You get the gist. And Orton. No, but you're yeah, right. Orton. No, yeah. for real. Yeah. 100%. There you go. Uh, so afterwards, it's great. Mox wants to cut a promo. The mic's not working, and he goes. The guy's trying to fix it for him. The the best part. This is the best thing Moxley's ever done in his entire fucking career. <laughs> he find the guy gets the mic working. They give the fucking mic to Mox, and he goes arigato. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and for those of you who might get fucking triggered, it's not a slander. It is exactly no. what you would say to somebody. It's a it's thank you, thank you. Yeah. So it was, and the crowd popped. I popped. popped. I mean, as soon yeah. as I heard, it, I go, "Ha, nice, <laughs> good for you, Mox." Oh, already got though. Man, uh, that's 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 amazing. That I'm like, I know only so many words in Japanese after watching wrestling for so many years, and obviously right. that's. But just along the line, that one you just maybe some people just know anyway. But right. as soon as he did it, when everybody popped, I was like, "Yeah." You're right. I'm like, man, that's the first shit I've actually liked from Moxley in a exactly. long time. Sad to say. It's sad to say. But yeah, so he cuts a promo on, uh, you know, uh, mostly at Okada and says, yep. oh, you know, you think you're the best wrestler in the world. Well, we've got somebody that wants to say something about it. Hit the video. And it's a guy. It's obviously Danielson. It's obviously. And the, but again, you fucking New Japan's crowds are the fucking best because they're so goddamn different. Everybody had to know who it was in that crowd, but they were dead silent. They listened to him cut his promo, and the promo is basically, you say you're the best in the world, you know, this and that, and then they show, like, a quick side glance from behind, and you then you can definitely tell, and you can hear everybody go, <gasps> and then it's silent again, and then they show him, and the crowd fucking, they didn't, like, explode, but, I mean, they, they all popped. And a guy texted it to you. My favorite fucking line. He closes the promo. He calls yep. him the rainmaker and he goes, come out to the desert where there is no rain. I am going, whatever they charge for that pay-per-view, I'm going to pay it just for that match. That's a fucking dream match. Dude. So it's the Omega two best in the Osprey world. tore it up at, uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom mm -hmm. just back in January. So this is Osprey Omega two. I think so far, looking at just the two named or the two matches that are on the card. Yep. I think you have to close, believe it or not, or you'll end up closing with Omega Osprey. Even though I think they'll probably put Danielson and Okada at, at a good prime spot in the middle of the card and have them do some good shit. If they close. Maybe one of the best matches we've seen in a very long time. Put it in the middle, I think it'll be eh. Not eh, but I'm saying it'll be a good match, but it won't be like the five-star classic or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Okada's maybe. a closer. Fuck what I just said. You know what? Back it up. Turn this place into a park. No. <laughs> I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. You have to close. This is a dream match. We've it's never a, seen it's this. It's a dream match. It really is. Um. So. Oh. Yeah, again, I'm going to pay. When is the, when is the this one for Bindor? This is June 25th. Like a week Sunday, June you, 25th. Kayfabe pal a week before you head out, or pretty much. And it is an extra kayfabe pal. I'm going to be downtown in Rochester yes. for the Jazz Fest. So I, I might have to bring Wheezy. We might have to pop his... Uh, the uh, the, uh, the It'd be the greatest... Is everybody uh, coming to my hotel room? Yeah, well, at least better your hotel room than your RV. I don't know about that, but all right. There's only one bed that we're all sitting on. All right, let's get into other shit. Oh, you don't want to cuddle? All right. So have you seen 
So uh, this, you know, as much as we've talked about Fight Forever, the video game uh, that's out, um, one thing we haven't really talked about. I mean, we did talk about it when it was first announced, but Owen Hart is going to be a playable character. It's the first time in a, in a video game since he passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you seen any of the screen caps of Owen? Oh wow! Yeah, wow! Yeah, wow! It's terrible. Wow, he kind of looks like Owen Wilson. Yeah, man. Wow. Okay. He looks like Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah, with the same nose too. They both have the same nose. It's kind of weird. <laughs> right. As soon as I saw the picture, there's I have a picture of them top Somebody of, got with, one, with the, the the screen cap of one, and then a picture of Owen from Zoolander. Dear God, it's it's him. Oh wow! And I bet you, when he does like his uh, sharpshooter, turns you over. Oh wow, baby. Yeah. Wow. Do it. Do it. Do it. Bacardi Cola, do it. Do it. Dude, why are you taking that? (laughs) That actually is probably... I mean, everybody likes uh, Wedding Crashers. Right. Yeah, definitely. But my favorite all-time Owen Wilson one is definitely Starsky and Hutch. See, it's easy to say comedies. There's a really shitty action movie that he did where he, like, crashed in, like, Serbia or something. And he's basically just running away from... He was like a fighter pilot, and he crashed. And he... I fucking hate you so much. Moving on in the (laughs) We already talked about the the new world title that was revealed on... You're moving on? (laughs) (laughs) I'm no selling it. We already talked about... There you go. All right, there. You're right. You know what? There is a new world championship. It's just gold. So every time they have unveiled a championship, since The Rock unveiled the one, they had one that's now the Universal Championship that was red. They had the Women's Championship that was uh, blue and then white, and now this one is just a little bit gold. It's it's more yellow. That's why, like I, I mentioned, that Nathan's hot dog title. Somebody, <laughs> oh, I get it now. Somebody photoshopped a picture of Roman holding it up. <laughs> <laughs> Is it with the really happy look, too? We're like, yeah, yes, man. Yes, it is. Oh, my God, that's even better. Because that's a picture I have of him wearing it. That's it. That's, that's fantastic. Wow. wow. Um, did you happen to watch The Dark Side of the Ring, Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch? You know, in my old age, I don't have access to Vice uh, to watch current episodes. Uh, and in my old age, I have lost track of... Uh, proper pirating streams. I mean, alternative ways to watch TV. Uh, my kids have that info, so hopefully I can ping them and uh, and get some ideas. No, I'm I'm bummed out that I have not been able to watch. I'll it. tell you what. I have it. Oh, cool. And if you give me your best Owen Wilson, wow, I'll get it to you. Wow, that was terrible. Oh, Jesus Christ! That was Joey Lawrence. Oh, well, he does. Whoa, <laughs> whatever. Here's your whatever sword um whatever so uh, i'm i'm kind of curious to hear what you have here with matt hardy i had no idea that he actually commented on this this is fucking brilliant first of all you saw the triple lindy right <laughs> i saw the triple lindy <laughs> holy shit you know what you and i saw screen. it from fan perspectives too people yeah. had videos all over the place of him doing it and i've watched it from every angle now look if you don't know what we're referring to he goes to do a um it looked like he was gonna do a what is it where you do the twist he goes to do the twist of fate and then feigns a knee injury problem and then goes uh. up to the 
to the rope and then slip, slip, slip. Triple Indy down to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) That production's paying off. So apparently Matt Hardy was on some fucking podcast. Might have been his own. Who the fuck knows? But he's saying, oh, yeah, you know, everybody, you know, is reaching out saying, oh, I'm concerned. We're all concerned. We're all concerned. And they need to understand that that was part of the story is that he'd gotten hurt and uh, he tried to do a move and he fell. And uh, that's and it's it's amazing that you can still fool people with that. Oh, okay, okay. Um. (laughs) So, (laughs) unless unless they are about to pull a WWE and be like, well, that's a part of the story because he is still fucked up and on drugs and is a danger to every wrestler and himself when he gets in the ring, hence Victory Road, and we're going to take that angle. If they do that, okay, fine. (sighs) Other than that, what's the story you're about to tell, Matt? That he came back a clumsy fuck with his eye? No, it was, it was, uh, it it foiled his comeback. He was about, he was starting to make a comeback and he just slipped in it and it screwed up his momentum. That's literally what he said. If Jeff wants his comeback, he could probably take it off of Rebby's mouth. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Okay. All right. On to the next part. Uh, Hey, man. Lita. Second time this year made an appearance at Hood Slam in another Dark Sheik match. Dark Sheik, as you know, who we interviewed. And uh, quick dick kick took off. Thanks, Amy. Wait, Lita got I like kicked it. in the dick? No, no, she she gave a, a dick kick to Dark Sheik's opponent. To Dark Sheik's opponent. Correct, yeah. Gotcha. Wow, good point. Yes, wow. I was going to say, you. you might have to issue an apology there, but uh, you, you saved the I would have had to. No, you're right. You are specify. absolutely right. Thank you very much. Whoa. Oh, wow. Thanks oh, wow. for catching that. Um. And then, hey, finally, Alexa Bliss and Ryan Cabrera are pregnant. Lucky, lucky, lucky bastard. (laughs) What that smell like. Does everybody want to know why she's been gone? She did Mask Singer, and now she's been knocked up. Fill in the blank. Ah, boo! <laughs> Jeez, dude. You know what? You stay silent for the next couple of minutes. How about this? Let me talk about like what that, happened last week. It's surprising she didn't get pregnant two years ago. When she sat on Orton? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I never <laughs> wanted to be Randy Orton more in my life than that moment. Or even The Fiend. Did you think he, did you think right. he sprung one while he was down there? Did we or did we not cover this when it happened? I mean, I'm we're here covering it again. She fucking covered it. <laughs> He's like, kill the lights, go home. Segment's over. Put on that. So red light this past events. week on Raw, we do have new tag team champions in the women's division, and I gotta be honest, for once since probably <sighs> Sasha Banks and Bailey holding the championships, we have a good set of champs mm-hmm. in Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. About a year they too late. won the four-way match. Eh? About a year too late. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's totally way too late. But the good news, when this rain ends, then that means we will get Baszler and Rousey, hopefully. Maybe it'll be dissension. So they hold it long enough, maybe close towards WrestleMania, and we get them at WrestleMania in an MMA match. That'd be dope. Mania's in Philly this year. You going? Is, is Rocky going to be there? Yo. So, you know, uh, Seth Rollins did a, a little recreation of a moment. Did you happen to catch that? I did. I did indeed. Loved it. And everybody keeps calling it back and saying it's when Sean did it to Molina. And yes, he did. That's the, the video spot that, that he did up, to yeah. Rhea on Raw. Mm-hmm. He did with Molina back in like 2006. But he also did it with Ted DiBiase when he had the million dollar corporation back in like 95. He put his arm around Ted. There you go. See? I like it. But I like a little callback. Callbacks are great every once in a while. Fuck. Think about Punk and Darby. That was a hell of a throwback. I 100% agree. There was another good callback recently. I just recently, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, oh, no, not callback. The, what we talked about, everybody doing their predecessors, finishers. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. When you do the right things, it just, and they hit, yeah, you got to hit it just right. Good shit. Did you happen to see that Gunther chopped Mustafa Ali all the way back to NXT? <laughs> <laughs> Dude is a part of an Intercontinental Championship match at Night of Champions, Afternoon Champions, and shows up not on Raw, but Tuesday on NXT. I just thought that was pretty funny. Corbin. And now he's set to face Joe Gacy. Yeah, Corbin was is is there too now. Or he showed up at least. Oh, they don't know what to do with anything anymore. So on Dynamite. Um, it looks like FTR's upcoming challengers are going to be the Bullet Club Gold, which is Jay White and Juice Robinson. Rock hard. Totally down for it. You want to talk about guys who can work? I'm all for it. Give me a good feud. Give me a long feud. I, I, give me several months worth. I'm good with it. You got Everything legit- doesn't have to end after your one quick match. Exactly. And you got to legitimize Bullet Club Gold because as, as Bullet Club fans, I think you and I are fucking just tired of it. At oh, this yeah. point, and a lot of the fans, you know, granted, most of AEW's fan base knows who the fuck these guys are, but for people who mm-hmm. may not, fucking legitimize these guys, put a shine on them, have a nice yep. fucking set of matches. Even giving them a man, I'd give them a dusty finish where the the bad guys win for half a second, referee flips it, and then they get just something that gives them a little bit of a rub, but gives them a lot in the feud, extends a feud. These guys could have, like I said, several months worth. Yep, 100%. Problem is, it's funny because uh, I'll get into this in a second, I I promise, and I'm going to have to half-quote Lil John into something on this. Um, Adam Cole and Britt Baker defeated Chris Jericho and Soraya. Hooray. Yay. Um, but... Did you happen to notice that uh, Kanosuke Takashika? You're getting there. Almost there. One of these days. Did he not look like Chong Lee from Bloodsport? And I'm talking like just a <laughs> badass. Like they just zoomed in on him and he was just just a stone cold 
pit bull of a face. And when they zoomed away, I go, it's fucking Chong Lee. Kumite. Yeah. So anyway. Now, I'm not sure if you happen to see this, but Ring of Honor is all over the place as of late. But did you happen to see the match between Alex Coughlin and Shibata? I did not. Well, Shibata is the TV champ. He did a uh, defense against Alex Coughlin. And while they were in a uh, submission setup on the ground, Coughlin is sitting on his ass while Shibata is kind of just coming out of like doing like a submission on his leg or whatever it was. He picks Shibata up in the form of a suplex sitting on his ass. Proceeds to stand up. While he's holding him. And then finishes the suplex. Jesus Christ. One of the, yo, (laughs) one of the coolest tests of strength I've ever seen. That was a great moment. And I'm like, and it just got wasted. Not even on anything where anybody can see it. You know what I mean? Like that's, you got to take a Twitter clip. Yeah, it's going to be a Twitter clip at best. Very most. Um, But speaking of Rampage. Two or three matches were Ring of Honor title matches, and then one was uh, Vikingo def- defending his AAA championship match. What the fuck are you doing with this show? Okay, good answer. Yeah. All right, but SmackDown, yeah, we already talked about the new championship, Triple H, you know, unveiling it to Roman Reigns. We get some fireworks. It's piss yellow gold. Uh. Did you at least get to see the Roman Reigns, Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, Solo Sokoa dissension? I did not. All right. Well, let me, in the words of the DX band, break it down. Great moment on SmackDown where it's coming to a head from everything that happened at Night of Champions last weekend. Mm-hmm. And the match, or the whole setup is, you know, Jimmy stood up to Roman finally, gave him a couple of super kicks. And Jimmy is saying, you know, I'm I'm wrong, you know, maybe, you know, we could still be family here. It's got to be respect. But we're better as a group when we're united. But if you want to be the, the head of the table on your own in the island of irrelevancy, be on your own. Jimmy or Jay comes in. Come on, man. Go on. We, we got to keep the peace. Oos, we got to keep the peace. Roman goes to get in Jimmy's face and fucking Jimmy. What is it called? Pie facing? When you like slam someone's face, like you grab them by the face and push them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like how yeah, Roman does like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy does it to Roman. And I was like, okay, holy shit. You guys got me again. Just when I think that you guys are about to peak with this stuff. And it's going to be just kind of a very generic ending to every storyline like that they ever do. It gets better. And when he pushed Roman, I go, oh, well, I did not see that one coming. Okay. And that's when, you know, Jay gets in, in between. And the best part is Jimmy says, you're right. Let's let's all be a family. We'll work better as a group. And Roman gives him a hug. And seems like, you're right, man, I love you. And then just pulls the mic in and goes, no. And as he backs up, Samoan Spike from 
uh, Solo Sokoa. Dear God, it was well done. And Jay just sitting there because he doesn't know what to do. He has, he, Solo's his little brother, too. Was he going to start beating, beating his ass just because he hit his brother? Uh, all of it just played out so well. And as I had you know, probably predicted, I think we're going to be getting the Usos versus uh, Solo and Roman for our next show. Our next big pay-per-view. It makes sense. So fantastic. Dear God. Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is the culmination. This is where you're going to start sending people on their own paths mm-hmm. after this feud. So, it's, it, yeah, you're right. It's still, it is still, they're keeping it fresh, but, I mean, it's on its last legs. So, uh, hopefully they capitalize and make the most out of it. It's evolution. I'm telling you. Triple H. Evolution. Everything evolution. that happened. If you have the Usos go their way, fine. I don't think they should split as a tag team. No. I think they could both go okay on their own singles, but it's like the Dudley boys. You're like, eh, you're okay on your own, Bubba, and you're okay, Devon. You know, I mean, but actually, I like Bully Ray on his own, but mm. Devon, really, what are you with without being in Team 3D? Right. Same thing with the Usos. Uh, Jimmy could do okay. Jay, okay. But you're only going to reach a little bit of a mid-card status at best, so keep together. I think as they leave, that's your Randy Orton leave. And then your last big piece of your puzzle is Batista. That's Solo. I can't stress this enough. Drop the title to Solo. If you build this just right right now, you could drop the title to Solo. You could do it at WrestleMania. You could definitely. And I'm fine with it. He wins at Royal Rumble. You're absolutely right. Now go make the decision to go over Raw and take on Seth Rollins or whoever the world championship is. And then he does a thumbs down. Obviously, I'm really, really mixing in evolution here. But I'm saying that's what I would do. I would make Solo the the guy that, that defeats Roman. Yeah, I mean, depending on how they play it, like I said, you've got to fucking do it now. You know, you've got. What is your other option? Someone winning with a, a, the money in the bank and they just half-ass defeat Roman. You cannot do it off of a money in the bank. You can't just no. It, it, it's unless it's going to be Cody again somehow, which I don't think it is. I think that ship has sailed. If, I if really wanna, think it's solo. Yeah, if you want a if you want a really nice spot, you could have somebody run in to, to cash in money in the bank on Roman, and Solo just spikes him and takes the briefcase, starts carrying the briefcase around. And then he does the shit, which we haven't liked in the past, where you say, uh, don't worry, I'm not going to fucking run in on you. I'm not going to sucker att- attack you with this thing. I'm just going to cash it in now for a match at WrestleMania. I... God, we need to get jobs there. I know, right? All right, man. Let's... Uh... <laughs> so we talked about Dominion. Uh, Will Ospreay, of course, did win against Lance Archer. Zack Sabre Jr. defended and retained the television championship. Dude's going, like, all over the place having matches. He's on Ring of oh, Honor. Yeah. He's on New Japan, New Japan Strong. He's been grinding since, uh, yeah, I think he was uh, in uh, What Culture is Wrestling uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, in the running for Wrestler of the Year with yeah. his grind. Um, Bishamon? Is that how you want to say it? Bishamon. I guess. Sure. I yeah, sure. They were the strong champions, um, and they defeated the IWGP World Tag Team Champions, which was United Empire 
and also in a triple threat against House of Torture. So they hold both championships right now. Interesting. David Finley de- uh, defeated and retained the Never Open Weight Championship against El Fantasmo. Uh, last week, I failed to mention that Master Watto won the Best of Super Juniors 30 tournament. And your prize is getting a championship match against your junior heavyweight championship, Hiromu Tana, or Takahashi. And Takahashi retained. You already mentioned what happened in that six-man match with the uh, trios championship there, but also Sonata defeated Yotu Chizui. I'm going to say that's probably as close as I can get with that. Suji. Sure. Um, Who is supposedly a guy that just came out of nowhere. No one expected to really put on, like, your New Japan level. He kind of just, he's not really well-known, but apparently came ever heard of him. Put on a hell of a performance, apparently. Really, hmm. I like how they did that. We'll have to check it out. Kind of giving it to a young lion in a fool, in a way, I guess is right. probably what it was. Well, I cannot wait to set up shop at the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my God! I have an actual question for you. Oh wow! How much do you agree? Overall, percentage-wise, with Jim Cornette and his view on wrestling of today, percentage. Well, shit, I bring him up enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you thought this would be an easy answer. Too Modern shit. wrestling, at least 75%. Okay. He, I go back and forth with some of his things because he says he wants certain things like you need to have a progression in storyline for this, um, and the mud show stuff is where you should save for, uh, not in your your main TV and stuff, right? Like it should be your indie circuit stuff. But mud show shit, he, the dude dangled from a fucking scaffold. I'm not sure if we all remember that, but that's not exactly your modern or your regular one on one wrestling, you know, and. You cannot tell me that it was like, well, really, in real life, it just all led to a scaffolding match where I was going to go up from the top and break my ankle. It all made fucking sense. What I'm saying is a lot of things are trial by error. I may not agree with a lot of the shit, but I think where wrestling has evolved to, Mm. I'm a 50-50 guy when it comes to his... uh, views on a lot of today's stuff personally i think his like he he hates everything about kenny omega and the more i start to watch him after hearing it i'm like why am i hating this guy because i'm hearing this other fucking guy talk right and right his view is starting to sink in but i'm like go back to those new japan matches right but take away all of Cornette's shit everything i've seen him do in AEW has been pretty good so far. You know, it's not like he's, yeah, it's not like he's phoning it in and having shit matches. He's still doing Kenny Omega stuff. Right. Yeah. He's Kenny Olivier because he's very theatrical (laughs) with the face. Yeah. I know. Yeah. His promos aren't always great. Again, I think in New Japan, he's a different beast. He's a different. Oh, I agree to that 100%. His matches are night and day. Yeah. it, It doesn't translate. 
in America. I'll agree with you on your young bucks stuff. I'll, I'll agree on a lot of that stuff, but I think some things he's just way too harsh on. Like he dog shit all or dog shit all over double or nothing. And I'm like, I gotta be honest. I think this double or nothing was way better than last year's double or nothing. Yeah. You know how many times know. we sent the Rick James gift to each other? Right. About cocaine being hell of a drug this year. Okay. Martha Hart talking about being a gangster. Okay. That, that deemed it, but that was in a pre-show. Yeah. Overall, I wasn't really disappointed with this year, but he had nothing but shitty stuff to say all around. Yeah. I mean, it's not surprising. It's, you know, it, cause I mean, cause here's the thing. I don't want wrestling to be exactly like it was in the seventies or the eighties. Right. You know, I mean, it does have to evolve and there's going to be shit that I like. And I was like, this is a good evolution. I like where they're going with this and that Cornette will shit all over it. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I understand, but I mean, a lot of the criticisms you have, I mean, I, I can definitely agree, but maybe it's just because there's so much of it in AEW now and WWE is like yeah. a fucking, it really is a sports entertainment show. They don't like having wrestling on that show and it's three hours long. Which is crazy because the bloodline segment was probably like 15 minutes to close out SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I was like, not even a wrestling hold. <laughs> right. The funny thing about it, though, is that with the evolution of it, you have to take some of the fails. There was a lot of fails that happened with all those older territory days. And I don't want it to be like you said. I don't want it to be like the older days. But I have to say that AEW said this is wrestling for everybody. Look at Double or Nothing. You had two women's matches, two championship women matches that were predominantly pretty well done. I didn't even know Jamie Hayter was hurt. So, it you know, the, you were the one that informed me of that. Anarchy in the Arena is your hardcore fans. A great uh, thriller match that has some good wrestling, Four Pillars match. Uh, uh, you want another kind of hardcore but DQ-ish kind of match? No DQ? Jericho, Adam Cole. Um... A ladder man. It had a little bit of something for everybody. And I'm saying that I kind of, I go back and forth and I'll shit on them all day long. But I don't think that they're producing absolutely bad stuff. But I also think that they could be doing way better. Way better. I'll tell you what, when I go to the table, I see a fruit salad. I'm just picking the pineapple out. I'm leaving all the rest of the shit behind. So wrestling for everybody that's great ultimately i i don't think it's it's well done it's a lot of it's fly by his pants he's a mark he's a mark booker and it shows well hopefully if danielson really is going to be uh booking collision and you got joe and punk and jericho and powerhouse hobbs and all those guys over there and a steel and <laughs> and buddy mcgee I'm I I have some high not high hopes but I have uh, I I'll go into it with a little bit of optimism. There I'll put you it go. that way. Hundred percent. What do you got going on this week? So uh, this past Saturday, my parents got renewed their vows twenty five years. So they basically had a second wedding. Um, you know it was nice. Uh, you know got to see a bunch of people I hadn't seen fucking forever. Got to see some old faces. Got to see my aunts and uncles including one of which is uh, an also aunt and uncle to Tiger Queen. It just happened. I, as soon as you said it, I go, oh, my God, please don't say it. Please don't say it. So, I, so I'm over there talking to him. And, I, and my Aunt Mary is, you know, the biological component to that, you know. 
And I go, oh, I met your, I met your nephew a while back. She goes, oh yeah. I go, I go, Adam. And she goes, oh my god, yeah. And I look over at my uncle, and he goes, <laughs> and I look like, at him. I go, on the spectrum. The re- that's the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I did not ask that. Oh man, that's awesome, dude! Well, I'm glad you got to meet them. Uh, That's that's. uh, I've met them before. (laughs) They're my well, true. (laughs) I haven't seen them in forever. Hey, some quests just shouldn't be followed or done or I don't know. Ha ha ha! Anyway, (laughs) I tried. I really tried. It wasn't a good thing. But you know what is a good thing? The Miz, because. On this day in history, he said that he was awesome. I came to play. I came to play. <laughs> I don't. That, that's all I got. I came to play. <laughs> God damn! I'm so good at rapping. All right, man. Let's go to the wars. Oh, I did. <laughs> Monday night wars. Heart. Oh, oh my, oh my. Look out. The Undertaker is here, and he's walking with purpose. Oh, this is going to be bad. Look, and here, look who's coming. It's death, all right. It's a man in black. The phenom, The Undertaker, James Beach Crosstop. What's he doing here? He's The Undertaker. Any damn thing he wants, I suppose. Oh! Undertaker attacking James here. Going for the ride! Chokes slam on James. The Undertaker is taken over, seemingly. So wait a minute. It's the Undertaker. Here, here comes the Phenom. I'm telling you, get away, JR. The man from the dark side is back with evil and nasty intentions. Mark Henry is caught. Whoa, what a tough slam. Vader. And Vader's not safe either. The Undertaker is coming back. Val Venus got a shoulder up, but that may be academic. Again, with bad intentions on his mind, the Phenom is in the ring. Look at this. Goldust tried to protect himself. Oh. The Undertaker's wreaking havoc until he gets his hands on McMahon. Val Venus is up. No. And he is just limp on the canvas. And now Gold or Dustin Reynolds, by any name, is going to be chokeslammed. Wow, yeah, enough is enough, man. It's it's time for a change. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Owen Hart's in this era, right? He's an attitude era. <laughs> that works. 
Oh, wow. Time, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Wow. Do you think in the new AEW game, you can have Martha as a manager and she wears that hat? If not, somebody should do a creative character. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Maybe that's why the delay. Maybe you want, uh, maybe Martha Hart was like, you need to program a, my hat in there as, a, as an added feature. <laughs> well, do me a favor, man. Uh, before we go down the wrong road for Monday Night Wars, as we generally do, <laughs> go ahead, tell me, what happened so far in the, the beginning of Monday here? Well, I almost feel like we should start with uh, Nitro so we can end on a positive note, but we'll just stick with Raw to open up. Uh, there's an opening. No, I like that. I actually, you know what? We've never really done that. Let's start with Nitro. All right. Let's start with fucking Nitro because fucking it was terrible. It was really terrible. It's it's and, and on top of that, it's your go home show for Great American Bash. As usual, recap of last week, it's Sting joining the Wolfpack. Uh, they show Mike Tanay in the parking lot with tailgaters. I didn't realize that wrestling events had tailgaters, um, but apparently they do. Uh, interviews them. These kids don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, NWO music plays, it cuts off, and then the Wolfpack music plays. And commentary's already putting it over like it's the greatest thing in the world. It's like the second week they've been playing it. Nash is wearing an NWO jersey. The best part about it is, and I didn't think to grab it, I have so the Sabers at one point switched over, probably right about this time, to the from the old uh, blue and gold to black and red. So the jersey, the NWO jersey that Nash is wearing, is just a saber. It's a Sabers jersey, but without all the Sabers logos and the NHL stuff. So I kind of popped for that one. Um, and uh, Nash is wearing uh, what must have been the stylish hat at the time. Is uh, one of those, uh, almost like a golf hat, you know, they wear them backwards, kind of like the Kangles, for those of you that are hip. Uh, but on the front it says, porn with a star next to it. That stayed on the peacock. Uh, he calls out DDP, talk, you know, he goes back to talking about how DDP helped him out early on in his career. And he says, you got to make a choice. You know, we had a vote, and it was almost unanimous. Macho was the holdout. They played on that. I thought that was cool. Uh, and he tells him, you got a home in the wolf pack. Uh, and then Nash's mic gets cut off. We go up towards one of the VIP suites, and there's a soundboard there, and it's Hogan. It's the black and white. And Rodman's there again. And Rodman starts hitting buttons that don't actually do anything. Uh, he sets off the pyro. Fucking Zabisco goes, hey, Rodman can push a button. <laughs> I it was just great. He cuts. The I did light. like that they're making fun of him. And yeah. uh, look, KFA pal, I I I've been listening to everything you said. I had to step away to take care of something. Um, <laughs> um, real quick, I like the porn star hat. But yeah, you're right. Um, uh, the quick joke on Dennis Robin, but I have to say, this is NBA Finals time. Just want you to know. Playoffs, finals, everything's going on right now, and Robin's here. I'm excited about this as a Bulls fan. So. He was a crazy fuck. Hogan was losing still his Still is. Voice. He still is. Oh, yeah, he's yes, you're right. Hogan is losing his voice. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Oh, he's like barely able to get his shit out tonight. Do you know what I think it is? Because they reference that later. He's shooting a movie. Oh, I thought so, he was doing some stuff backstage because I know that sometimes when you do, never mind. Well, if you saw the talent, some things numb your with, throat. 
if he saw the talent with him, he might have gotten something caught in his throat. But we'll get there. Conan. You know how you said let's end this on a positive note with Raw? The more that you talk about this, <laughs> Hogan, Rodman. Talent. I almost just forgot until right now. All right. Uh, Liz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Who this is, is actually, you know what? A, I didn't like this Nitro. I didn't like this Nitro. Go ahead. Yeah, me neither. Conan decides he's going to be an interviewer. He goes backstage with a microphone and interviews J.J. Dillon. <laughs> Dillon. Let me ask you something. Do you think, uh, or what was it? Jeez. Oh, but he's, he's putting the mic in his face like he is running the whole fucking show, yeah. like Mean Gene. Pretty much. Yep. Uh, and Dylan with the most contradictive answer. Hey, I'm doing the best that I can here, but uh, actually seems like your problem, not mine. Okay. Thanks, buddy. That was worth so it. So we could take care of our shit. Hola, Le Holmes. And yep. then drops the mic. La Rasa. It's not always La Rasa. Sometimes it's Hola, Le. <laughs> Next, you get Jerry Flynn versus Yuji Nagata. Nagata wins. Uh, during it, they tease a major announcement that will be coming on Thunder this Thursday, which is in Buffalo. Yeah. Second we're not going to watch it for the show, but you no, know, we're not. Buffalo. Yay. Yay. Uh, Shivani's on the ramp with Jericho. Uh, Jericho calls him Ski of Own, <laughs> which is, I, I still pop for that. That's still fucking great. It's, it's so childish. It's so dumb, but. He's always had the best names. Yeah. Like he makes Stinko Malenko. Like, think, like he's, he's, he has great names. Um, I want you to say what he this interview is about, and I have something to say. Go. He has a certified letter from Ted Turner. You know, he's got the envelope and everything, you know, the cardboard envelope that it comes in and everything, and it's a, and it's a letter from Ted Turner. So it's about his uh, complaint about the conspiracy. And he's reading this letter, and it's just him putting over Jericho. It's a Ted Turner putting over Jericho nonstop. Uh, even uh, they mentioned Jane Fonda. That she she put over yep. Chris. Uh, he loves fishing in Canada, and then it gets to the end, and he's like, you know, I agree with you. Malenko shouldn't be the champ. However, your incessant whining and complaining, tough break, always fubu. And it and, it, and it's funny because he goes, however, you're like reading it slowly because he's just reading it for the first time. He kind of is just processing it while he's saying it. Um, the signs of die rocky die the signs for austin 316 the shit that they feed you and tell you right here's one for you that jericho was like think about this he was not being well utilized and was uh being pushed out of the picture and blah 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 whatever it was how they were saying it how they push it all the time about Jericho being in WCW and why he jumped ship i have seen jericho on my television watching these monday night wars cuz we're at 801 hours is is what we we're, we're going to do for the year and the fact that he's on every week and still is and we are in mid 1998 he's about to appear yes august of 99 but these are the promos they're showing you of him acting like he's pissed off and nothing is going his way he was doing just fine 
<laughs> he was fine. It's funny how they utilize some of that video footage and how they do that shit. That, but also, I cannot find one prior to it. Personally, I can't. Who is the, I, I got to say, I think Chris Jericho is the OG conspiracy theorist. It's been done many times. Sami Zayn's done it. Uh, Chad Gable did, I think, a kind of a version of it. Um, it's been done many times of the conspiracy theory. The people are out to get me, and I'm not allowed to succeed here. And it's a heel thing, right? I think Jericho's the first to ever really do it. But it's funny the footage that they're showing us. So as as I was watching the the interview with Schiavani, I that's kind of what I really that was where my mind went with it. Yeah, I mean it might have been done before, you know, like a territory kind of thing, but Jericho sure. definitely brought it to the mainstream. I mean, it was I mean, yeah, I mean that whole thing he went to Washington, he's reading law books and all this shit. He did they yeah. showed a clip of him on Thunder reading from the from the law books. It's oh, yeah, So to it. say that he was under uh, utilized or whatever it is, man, his contract fucking ended and he just showed up at WWE. That's just Re- what it was. Revisionist <laughs> history. That's yep. They're good at exactly good my at. point. Yep. That's thank you. I, I, that's what I was getting at. And you had the right wording revisionist history. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Horus, I can't stop doing it next. I know it's fine. It's going to just going to be the name of the episode. Uh, Horace and Reese versus Hammer and you and Hoovy. Reese gets the pin on Hoovy. There you go. Next, you get the NWO black and white in the VIP box. Oh, the, the premise of Hogan's. I, I'm I'm gonna get to the premise of what he's trying to say. Basically, he's saying Nash, you know, when you were getting fined for all those power bombs, I paid for them, and you know, and I talked to my attorney. I talked to my attorney, and he said. And he never finishes the sentence. He never says what his attorney says. Basically, mm-hmm. it's just you owe me for all these power bombs. Rodman and every single piece of talent in that room kept derailing this whole promo. The girls would just start laughing. Rodman would whisper to him. He'd slip a roofie in their champagne. <laughs> you asked you what color my uh, drapes are. And, and the best part is probably fucking leopard print. <laughs> who was it that asked him it was bischoff bischoff goes where'd you get the talent rodman oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at this was terrible well, very big very 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 big chicago bulls fam i'm still a fan of them to this day every chance i can you know, while on the road, it's hard to catch a Chicago game when you're in like Oklahoma, unless you're playing the Thunder. So it's, I'm a very big fan, and I was very skeptical when Rodman came over. The first year, I was like, okay, all right. Even the second year, when when he came there and we won championship, I'm like, I still kind of think you're an asshole. But when he showed up on Nitro, I was like, yo, I am a Rodman fucking geek. <laughs> like I. Michael's not showing up on Nitro or Raw. No, he is not. That that shit ain't here, Scotty. But I will say, if you have never watched the Last Dance, whew, some shit I really did not know about the Detroit Pistons, and I knew Robin was a part of the team, but I didn't know they were basically they were the original 
New Orleans Saints of putting out hits on people and trying to take them out during the middle of a game. Oh, yeah. They're but then we brought grimy. Robin over. That's smart thinking. Smart thinking. Go up, get a board, and elbow somebody on the way down. We just touch it. LeBron. He's crying. Oh, but he's as good as MJ. All right, I we got to move think, on. Uh, I, I all right, think anyway, what I'm saying is yeah. I like that Rodman is on Nitro. Believe it or not, it's exciting me because I remember watching this. As soon as I saw that he was on TNT, flipping the channels, 32-33. Good and terrible. Hour two. Shivani's <laughs> on the ramp with J.J. Dillon. Uh, <clears throat> he said there was a match on Thunder that was supposed to be for the tag titles. It was Giant and Stang not Sting, versus DDP and Lex Luger, uh, which has prompted the whole trying to recruit DDP into the Wolfpack. Um, so, you know, the Giant picked his own partner, so it doesn't count. Luger and DDP won, but, you know, that win doesn't count because Giant can't schedule that match because he doesn't have his tag team partner with him. So Sting and Giant are going to face each other at Great American Bash, and the winner is going to get the tag titles and pick their own partner. And gets it's to say tonight. unique, I guess. Big, beefy match at mansion. Yeah, big beefy. The big beefy trophy case. <laughs> Next, you get Scott Putsky versus Eddie. Chavo sneaks to the ring and he goes after Eddie. Eddie goes over the top and the bell rings. I'm guessing it's because he went over the top. They never really talked about it. Um, Chavo sucker punches Putsky and, and Chavo just backs Eddie up the ramp. So now they're taking this to the next level where Eddie or where Chavo is blatantly fucking with Eddie. So there's that. This is the first time I I didn't watch the build up to Chavo Eddie when mm. I first started, you know, you know, again, some nights you catch Nitro, some nights you didn't. Um I wasn't really paying attention to their feud, but I remember him turning and this is great. I I can't wait for the future of Chavo, just so you know, over the next year. It's the best of Chavo's entire career. Absolutely. And I've said it before, uh, WCW, their mid-card uh, feuds were great. Yeah. It was their main event shit that sucked. I have one word for you. Pepe. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, Lord, we're going to get there. Uh, speaking of thug life, Nash and Conan are backstage. <laughs> Uh, they're just making fun of the black and white. They said, oh, you need the money so bad. We sold 5,000 shirts tonight in Detroit. We might give you a cut. <clears throat> He's like, you guys are over there popping Don Perignon. Everybody knows Cristal is where it's at. Fucking Nash was thug life. For real. He really... He's from the streets. <laughs> He's trying to like lay down all of the street cred names and name brand things that he could. So people were like, you know what? He is kind of an OG. All right. <laughs> Deep down, uh, he's a D-O-U-C-H-E. Indeed. Bischoff cuts a promo. He interviews the Giant about his match coming up. Nobody gave a shit about that. Shivani's back on the ramp with Rude, Conan, and Hennig. They cut a promo on Goldberg. Hennig's still on crutches. And we get Goldberg chance drowning him out. Still, I just... I don't trust it. I don't trust him in the Wolfpack. I still don't trust him there. Yeah, fair enough. It gets wasted one That's how I down. feel. I don't know any... Dude, I got to be honest with you, because I didn't watch it that much. Kerr Henning could be in Wolfpack until the day it's over. I still don't trust him right now watching it, because <laughs> I didn't watch it back then. I'm like, I still don't trust him. He's turning at some point. It's Henning, you know? So That's my point. 
Not Henning. Bingo. Next, Booker T versus Benoit. Hennig was his name, oh. <laughs> Boo! I haven't done it in a while. Booker T versus Benoit, match six. Benoit is currently up three to two. So we get Stevie Ray at ringside cheering on uh, Booker. Uh, Booker gets the win on a nice little roll-up. Benoit goes after uh, Booker's leg post-match, but Stevie Ray pulls him off. And uh, I'm guessing match seven is going to be on Thunder because the pay-per-view is on Sunday. Yep. That's kind of where my thought was, too. And I'm like, uh, I may have to actually look at Thunder if I can find it on the Peacock and maybe watch that match. Or I just won't. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm probably not going to watch it. And that's 803 hours. Right. Exactly. Uh, next, you get Hogan and Brett in the VIP uh, lounge. The uh, only really good thing about, well, okay, I know I take that back. Hogan does the brother, brother, <laughs> brother, 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 which is pretty funny. And then Hogan's like, hey, Liz, come in here. And Liz just sits down for him. And the the, the most fucked up part that I thought about this whole thing, I'm going to let you run with this, but the, the most fucked up thing I saw was at one point, Brett's just rubbing Liz's knee. <laughs> She's just, I'm like, God damn. Everybody, man. Brett did look like he was the cuckold in the room, just kind of sitting off to the side, and he was just kind of giggling and smiling. It was really fucking weird. Um, Savage to Liz. I forgot about you a long time ago, Hogan. I ain't ever forgetting about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Piper. And then he hits Piper. It was weird. I didn't understand that whole fucking thing because they're about oh, to tag Oh, that's coming each up. Other. Yeah, that's coming up. No, yeah. that's the, I'm saying like that's what's crazy yeah. is like then they, yeah, but. um, Fucking Eric Bischoff makes out with Liz. Uh, It's not melting. They literally like put their lips together and just. Held. That's all it was. I get it. it okay, fine. Jeff made fine. out more with the biker chicks than fucking Bischoff did with Liz. <laughs> But you can't tell me. There is no way that I forgot about you a long time ago. There's no way while she is kissing Bischoff right now that you are not wanting to murder the fucking both of them. Not Randy Poffo, no. No. No, 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 no. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. You take the snake venom. What did he say? <laughs> Bischoff kisses me first, and you know he kisses. <laughs> <laughs> Holy right. shit. I bet you that happened. Show I me mean... the pressure you're putting on your lips. <laughs> All right, I my throat hurts. I got we gotta move on from this fucking segment. <laughs> Norman Smiley was on the show. It's always a pleasure to see him. He lost to Fit Finley in a TV title match. We go into hour three. Shivani calls Sting to the ring, and this is where Sting gets, like you said, quite candid. Um, mm -hmm. he, cuts a, he cuts a promo on the giant and the black and white. And the best part is he said something and this is where I need your help. This is why you're the professor, because I don't know if I missed something or if they're calling out a real life thing that they didn't put on camera till after this, he tells the giant to stop smoking those cigarettes. I haven't seen him come to the ring smoking a cigarette yet. No, that's right. See, this is where I was like, yo, is he shooting? Because he's talking about how he's out of shape and, and yeah, smoking those cigarettes. Wow. 
Never seen him smoke a cigarette once. And like, okay, fine. Unless maybe he's saying because you were backstage having the cigars with Rodman. Mm. That was the only thing that I first thought of. But I was like, but no, that's not a cigar. And why would you say cigarette? And he wasn't anyway. So what? You're right. It was weird. Very. It was. I think it was part shoot. Well, there's a match where Giant comes to the ring smoking a cigarette. Or it's Paul White. Oh. I'm I'm looking at it now because I coming up. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, how about we continue the wars? For no, it's on Nitro. I just found a picture of it. <laughs> it's on Nitro. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that? Where's my stogie? I don't know. I don't remember him smoking a fucking cigarette. <laughs> oh, is it? Wait, oh, is wow. It I, I, okay, so <clears throat> all right, so. What Sting is calling out is Giant basically being a smoking, fat, lazy, big son of a bitch. It might have to be the episode logo. I'm just pulling up to see when it was. <laughs> it's definitely at Nitro, but I remember that, yeah. So I'm wondering if he did it circa 1998, it says. <laughs> so it's wow. got to be coming up. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Uh, yeah. So, so there, yeah. So you started talking about the Piper segment and you know, so they're doing the weird thing where Piper and Macho are tagging against Hogan and Brett. Then they're going to face each other afterwards. Um, it was so terrible. Sorry. There were so many goddamn segments with Macho and, mm-hmm. and Hogan and then NWO. They all mixed together. Yep. So it was very confusing, but you're right. Yes. And this is where Piper's involved. Yeah. And I mean, you, you recapped it. I skipped through most of it. It was fucking atrocious. Uh, next, you get Disco Dirtbag versus Dean Malenko for the Cruiserweight title. Malenko retains. We are yet back again. I do like when Disco Dirtbag comes to the ring. They have the disco ball and his face is on it. Yeah. It's fucking great. It's cute. Nah. Yeah. Sorry. Back to the VIP lounge. <laughs> They show Hogan on the movie set where he actually has hair, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, he's with Scott Steiner. They're, he's putting over Scott Steiner like he's the newest member of the NWO. Bro, he's already been there. Um, they meet Carl Weathers. Can I tell you that I've been working for the same company for about a decade, and sometimes the owner's like, hi, I'm Bob. Yeah. So it happens. Well, Bob's a twat, I hear. So. <laughs> they get to meet Carl Weathers. Apollo Creed, for those of you who are not so inclined, or uh, the guy from Happy Gilmore. Or he plays Carl Weathers on Arrested Development, plays himself. There you go. Got to watch it. There you go. Uh, the guy that played uh, John Kreese in Karate Kid was in there. Yep. Uh, yeah. Scott Steiner joins the party and yada, yada. Next, you get Chavo versus Goldberg. Eddie's laughing for the from the ramp as Goldberg beats the shit out of him. It's a squash, ninety nine and zero. Would you look at that? So now here's 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 the thing. So he needs one more for a hundred. Is he going to get it on Thunder? Or are they going to wait till the GAB and just do it there? Knowing Bischoff, probably just blow his load on Thunder. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, it's funny because after Goldberg, once he trips on something, I think Eddie rolled in his way because fucking Goldberg <laughs> looks down like, move, you piece of shit. You see that? I'm not your bro. <laughs> okay, bro. So main event, Wolfpack comes to the ring. They've got the shirt for DDP. DDP comes to the top of the ramp. He calls Shivani out with him. He puts Nash over, rest of the NWO. 
Um, he talks about getting Luger kind of blew my mind. Getting Sting was next level. He's like, you know, if you want me now, it makes me feel something in here. Points to his heart. And it he he's building towards it. He's building towards it. And then he gets jumped by Rodman and Hogan with chairs. Wolfpack uh, tend to him. Run off the black and white. And uh, don't forget, Thunder this Thursday on TBS. Good night, folks. Good night, folks. <laughs> uh, so if you thought that Rodman and Hogan were on TV a lot this week, just wait. Mark Calloway breaks a record. <laughs> well, they, they do open a raw on a somber note. Uh, Junkyard Dog passed away on uh, June 1st, 1998 in a car accident. Uh, on his way home from his fucking daughter's high school graduation. Yep, I remember fucking that. Fucking terrible. Vince heads to the ring with the Stooges. They're in tuxedos. Uh, it's going to be a night of thanks. You know, you only know the Vince you see on TV. Uh, there's Austin Chance. He no-sells it. Yeah, he's here. Uh, I'm going to be honored by the most respectable charitable organizations in the country. Humanitarian of the year. I'm inviting you, the fans in the arena, the worldwide TV viewers, and I'm going to extend an olive branch to Austin to be present for that ceremony later tonight. Next, you get Godfather versus Shamrock and a King of the Ring qualifier. The, uh, the officials make the nation head to the back. Shamrock wins pretty quick. Uh, D'Lo runs in, but Severn makes the save. Next. I want you to listen to what I'm going to say before you react. Because I know as soon as I say mm-hmm. something, you're going to pop. Okay? So just hear me out. We see DX on the streets in New York City. They make fun of Japanese people and Pakistani people. They get a chick to show her tits. So it's a pretty standard DX segment. <laughs> Everything's up to par. Next, you get Marrow with Jacqueline and Jeff Jarrett versus Blackman and Farouk. Blackman rolls up Jeff Jarrett for the win. Marrow and uh, Jarrett and the manager squawk afterwards. They're going to be facing each other in the King of Ring tournament. Um, we go back to DX. Road Dog goes into a bar and he does his Braveheart voice and claims the bar in the name <laughs> of DX. We see a fucking massive mark. That part looked real to oh, me yeah. because the way that X-Pac sells yeah. it laughing his ass off it's like you know it was like almost like a dare like watching oh, it uh yeah, it had to be what's that show uh impractical jokers uh-huh. it, it just x-pac was cracking up yeah so uh there was a super mark that was like saw them filming from across the street and like stopped traffic to fucking run across start talking to him it was great uh there was more racism uh, and then they, ha- they help an old lady across the street and then they get another chick to show her tits. Only DX. Look at, look at, can Putting I? Putting over fans, doing comedy, to- being racist, helping old ladies and seeing tits. They fucking covered all the bases. Am I allowed? And the reason they're doing this, if you haven't, did you promoting say? Promoting SummerSlam. Is they Sorry. are promoting. Yep. SummerSlam is now at Madison Square Garden. Um, I, am I allowed to do the voice that they were doing? Like where I'm mocking them. Ultimately, the answer is no, but okay. it's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we um, want. Um, they were trying to do a Pakistani voice to a guy and asking him, how do you get to Pakistan? How do you get to Pakistan? Yep. Making fun of the, the turban. In a cab. Yeah. As I was watching this, my jaw was dropping. I go, what the fuck? And I said, nah, 
that ain't making it to the peacock. They erased blackface. They obviously are going to erase the racism against, you know, Pakistan and all the Asians that are there in New York City. Nope, fuck them all. By the way, am I the only one that's realizing this is on the humanitarian of the <laughs> night? <laughs> like, fuck, like, for real. It's like, get as racist as you can. I'm a humanitarian. Well, they weren't making fun of black people, so probably slid. <laughs> we have some that work for our company. Well, give that time. Vince goes back on that one, as we all know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Next, you get uh, Two Cold Scorpio versus Owen, another King of the Ring qualifier. Nation gets set to the back again. Owen wins, and we see Taker. Owen Wilson wins. Oh, oh wow. Gets the shoop sharder. Oh, wow. Next round. Shoop sharder. <laughs> I just... I, oh, boy. <laughs> During the break, uh, Taker is seen storming into Vince's office. He's not there. Next, you get Draws versus Chains. Draws is called out uh, by JR as not being part of LOD. They're just friends. Okay, thanks. I never thought you were. <laughs> we get a camera following Taker backstage. Again, in the sweatpants. We're not <laughs> banging, all right? We're just <laughs> friends. Maybe that's why he was puking all the time. Um, Maybe that's why Hawk started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh man this is wrong please move on maybe go to the last did, segment I don't did know. i miss something because in the middle of this one they're showing taker march out around backstage commentary is talking about that he's going to be facing mankind in hell of a cell i don't remember yeah. that being announced during the show or previously they just announced it just as okay. is there you go well, anyway, there was... That's how they announced it. Because even myself, I go, huh, well, that was underwhelming. <laughs> Thanks for just slipping that in. Well, they made up for it. Uh, exactly. Chains wins. Taker hits the ring and choke slams him. Same to draws. He wants McMahon. Uh, they show a picture of Vince up on the Tron, you know, getting ready for the ceremony. Taker heads to the back. We get DX to the ring. They do their shtick. Triple H is about to cut a promo, and LOD cuts them off. They want the tag titles now. Triple H says, okay. DOA's music hits. <laughs> Triple H has the line of the night. It's Skull and 8-Ball. They get in the ring. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you got this. Please tell me it's the one. And Triple H just goes, how many microphones does a WWF own? <laughs> <laughs> so, I got to say, if you haven't caught it, this is the first time that in succession, in exact order, word for word, that they have done the are you ready into the, for the thousands in attendance and the million, it does the whole Michael, Michael Buffer thing. Mm -hmm. And then Road Dog goes into his shtick into Billy Gunn. Yep. That is about to be a permanent fixture. This is the first time they've done it in extreme dead-on succession. I've been watching each week, and it's been different formations. Mm. This is the first time, so I bet you this is where it sticks. Obviously. Yeah, it's definitely getting momentum already from the fans. So, yeah, DOA comes out. They call it bullshit. Uh, DX huddles and says, oh, all four of you can suck it. Slaughter comes to the ring in a tuxedo. He decides that LOD and DOA are both number one contenders, and they're going to have a triple threat match with the Outlaws later for the title. And then we see Taker throwing furniture around in the back. 
get an edge vignette before we head to the war zone. We open up Mark Henry versus Vader. Taker interferes, choke slams Henry. Same for Vader. And goes to the back again. <laughs> All right. Did you get paid per segment or like on a whole for the show? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, you know, MJF's not paid hourly, so I doubt Taker was. We get a Sable VTR. Not the one you're thinking of, so it's just a quick, you know, little thing. Uh, next, you get D-Lo. Yo, this was the best video I have ever watched. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the one. It's basically the tell me a lie. Is that what they used when Shawn Michaels went away? Yeah, I think it's smile? pretty much the same song, yeah. It sounds very familiar. Same thing, and her just losing to Mark and just looking so sad and her rolling out with her uh her luggage i was cracking up i thought it was hysterical how like i was like <laughs> like there's gonna be more leading to this but it's just they made her look so stupid with this oh yeah it was terrible it was terrible uh you get d-lo and uh dan severin for another qualifier severin wins owen jumps in post-match uh they're gonna be facing each other next round but shamrock comes to the ring and chases owen off through the crowd uh, Austin seen backstage with the head of the association's uh, charities that he's getting the awards from. We get Val Venus versus Dustin Runnels. Just fucking Dustin Runnels. Uh, Taker interferes mm-hmm. again. I don't know what happened here. I'd love if I ever meet Taker and I can think about it or Dustin Runnels. I'm going to ask this question if I remember. Taker goes to do the choke slam on Dustin. You know, you know how he slaps his hand right on their neck, right? Dustin took a back bump. <laughs> he, just, he didn't stand for the choke slam. He just fell backwards. And Taker's like, just fell. Oh, well, fine. He choke slams Valvinus. Dustin gets up. He, then he gets the choke slam on him. So Dustin doesn't bump. Gold Dust does. Yeah, I guess. It's weird because how long is it till now? And he's in WCW being set. It's got to be less than a year. Probably. Actually, you know what? By the I way, you, my name is Seven. I bet you, I, I'm dressed like Uncle Faster. I bet you it's about a month because the whole stipulation with McMahon was if you don't beat Dude Love, you have to wrestle for free for a month. So he's on that. God, but I have to say also incorrect. September, he faces... Ah, uh, man, do you want me to spoil or no? no? We'll, we'll get there when we get there. You told me I'm wrong, I'm wrong, so... That's fine. There you go. I could do that all day long. <laughs> Is it? I thought that was the whole reason we do this podcast. Um, yeah, there you go. So next, anyway, you get DOA, LOD, Outlaws for the tag titles. Uh, Taker's in the back. He goes after Slaughter, beats the shit out of him. Uh, we get Triple H and Pac on the ramp with their signs. The typical I'd rather be in China is uh, part of that. Uh, this is so. This is so dumb. So it's a triple threat tag match, so you can tag any team, right? Hopefully that doesn't make it on the final edit. Gun is the legal man, and then I think uh, somebody from DOA tags in Road Dog, and they did it on purpose. Like, ah, yeah, now you guys have to fight each other. So they square up. Dog immediately falls to his back. Gun pins him. One, two, three. They powder. Partly clever, partly dumb. Like, you just made these guys look like And also, why is this not done more? Because I'll be honest with you, it always crosses my mind every time. And maybe it's because I saw it done on this night. 
25 years ago. And I really, really mean that. As I rewatched it, I go, God damn, maybe that's why I always think about that. I'm like, why is no one just pinning their partner and calling it a day? Yeah, I don't know. It just made everybody look really dumb. Really dumb. All right, so uh, we, we see police showing up to the arena, a lot of them. Uh, we hear that El Snow and Hedder on commentary. Snow has on one of those tuxedo T-shirts. I'm sure you have one. You have a, you have have a sleeveless one. one. Of course um, I have a sleeveless one. I have everything <laughs> sleeveless. Uh, Head has a heed, has a bow tie on. And uh, police escort him out. Oh, my God. Is that what we're going to do? Al Snow and Heed from now on? <laughs> just just Heed. Um, main event is our award ceremony. Austin's announced. He has all his normal gear on. He just has a black necktie. And I specify black necktie because Vince goes, I said this is a black tie event. I'm guessing, I mean, you know what a black tie. Every, most people should know what a black tie event. For those of you who don't, kayfabe, pal, it, it's a tuxedo. It's a bow tie. It's, it, you know. It is that formal. That is what a black tie event is. But it's great because Vince says that to him. He goes, I said black tie. He goes, this is a black black tie, you dumb bastard. <laughs> Can't argue with that. I love it. Can't argue with it. Wearing the vest and ju- just the tie. Yep. Fucking hilarious. Um, so we have uh, somebody, George Martin from the 86 Giants uh, is one of, the head of one of the charities that's giving the humanitarian award. He makes a joke about Vince's check not clearing. And uh, then he says, you know, and I just have to tell you, my favorite superstar is Austin. Big pop. We see the cops surrounding Taker in the back. This whole part, that guy felt very, very, very forced. Like, it was scripted. All of it. It was just very uncomfortable. I was like, I could have done without that guy being like, and, uh, you know, you owe me money. Right. I think, uh, I mean... I mean, I'd make the argument that if it was like a legit uh, thing like this, that that guy still might try to make the really shitty joke. You know what I mean? Like, so I mean, it may not, it yeah. might not be much acting, but you're right; it was very scripty, uh, no doubt about that. Uh, so then we get Bears running back uh, Darnell Archery, Autry, uh, prevent, uh, presenting the the Hallis Payton Award. It's a, is it George Hallis? I think it was the owner of the Bears, and then Walter Payton. Um, and, and, and Autry is like, I don't remember him giving us a check, but whatever. Uh, you know, my favorite is Austin, too. Uh, Vince accepts the awards. He starts putting himself over. And then Austin just picks Vincent's pockets, and he pulls out a wad of cash. Just fucking digs into his pockets, takes out a bunch of cash. And he's counting. He goes, there's exactly $1,200 here. On behalf of the tightest son of the bitch in the world, Vincent Kennedy man donates to one hell of a cause. And if you think he should be jackass of the year, give me a hell yeah. Bell tolls. Lights go out. Druids bring the casket out. Mankind jumps Austin from behind. Kane pops out of the casket. Vince is cheering. He hired them all. Austin gets rolled into the coffin. That's how you end the show. So look at. It's going to happen soon, but you're not going to get it on the Peacock. Within about a couple of weeks, we are going to be get uh, be, be getting the King of the Ring, of course. Um, that'll be there. But one thing you will not get is when SummerSlam kicks off, the whole kickoff to... Because that's what they talked about with DX and, and being in New York City. Seeing Austin, seeing Taker. 
Something they won't give you on the Peacock is how goddamn much they played ACDC's Highway to Hell. Oh, yeah. And it didn't start as regular. It would just go, stop signs <laughs> from like the middle of the fucking song and just going in. And I'm like, oh, God. And it, I remember getting the SummerSlam pay-per-view and we were all like, fucking Highway to Hell sucks. Like, because we were fine with it. We were all right with it. But, like, at that point, we had, like, two months straight hearing the song. You probably heard it every day on the radio anyway. Yeah, but that's true, man. It's the same shit over and over and over, man. Fuck you, CMF. Play something better. Yeah, well, I'll tell All right, man, let's go to the top topic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... For the rock. This week's top topic. You know something mean, Gene. John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> the Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Get stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine light. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smell. And now, this week's top topic. Stop me when you know what the topic is. I'm going to tell you, all these wrestlers hail from the following place. Adam Copeland. What is Toronto? Oh, you fucker. <laughs> Go ahead. You obviously put time to put that list together. I want to hear who else. No, I didn't put time. I just, go- just Googled. Christian Cage. I had 1.5 seconds to put that together. No, man, we, we got Gail Kim, Angelina Love, Sin Bodie. We got uh, Vampiro, Taylor Wilde, The Sheik, the original, Tiger Ali Singh, uh, Stan Stasiak, Stephen Amell. A lot of different people who have participated in wrestling are from Toronto. I like Toronto. Man, we had uh, WrestleMania six, one of the big ones. Everybody remembers that. The biggest, most successful Toronto pay-per-view, I feel like, is WrestleMania 17. But, I mean... That's the big one. Six is right there, right next to it, too. I don't know which one had the better. I would probably say the 17 had the better pay-per-view buys only because of where we were at mainstream-wise. I like Toronto. Toronto's fun. Poutine! Poutine! Um, I went to Toronto once. And the night ended in a strip club. It's kind of fun. You ever been in Toronto? Who's ready for story time with ODM, baby? I'm going to need to fucking crack this beer because this is going to be a hell of a story. <laughs> so uh, a little. Oh, I can't So wait. a little insight. Uh, <clears throat> got tickets to see the Arctic Monkeys in Toronto. Super nice. stoked. Going to go to a Blue Jays game the night before. Even cooler. Um, haven't been to Toronto since 1998, almost 25 years ago. Yeah. Isn't that funny? 
That wow, that is kind of crazy. I uh, I've only been there one. Uh, no, I'm sorry, twice. Once was a strip club, and it was the end of the night. Second was I think I was like it was like would have been time about roughly WrestleMania five or six. I would have been I, yeah. Um, I would I got went to is that where Canada's Wonderland is? Is it in Toronto? I don't remember. Sure, why not? Whatever. If not, there Niagara Falls. Go ahead. <laughs> well. It's not false. No, I got it. But go ahead. All right. Early 98. Story time with ODM, baby. baby. So early 98, I'm in college, right? I'm in Pittsburgh. And uh, me and a couple friends decided, fuck it. We're going to go to Toronto. Just on a whim. No money. No car. No plans. Just, eh, we're going to go to Toronto. Okay. I miss those days. Me, yeah, me and a couple buddies, uh, Kevin Heasley, a uh, buddy of mine I still talk to online every once in a while. Um, you know, I'm not going to blow up his spot, but uh, he, he was quite the character. Uh, he went to Duquesne, which was in downtown Pittsburgh, so I wasn't far from campus. You know, we could take the bus for free. We hung out a lot. Super cool dude. Uh, and then TJ, I don't even remember his last name, but this dude was, he was wily. He was a weird one. Probably six four, six five, And he was a crazy fucker. He was a crazy fucker. Um, one time he got his hand on a, a massive amount of chicken nuggets. And uh, he, he had heard from somebody that if you spray it with Raid, it'll weigh more. Uh, and it fucks them all up even better. And uh, yes, he, uh, yeah, he was a crazy fucker. He was a crazy fucker. Yeah. So that's just a half of it. And you know what? I fucking I was going to try to find my picture book. I couldn't find it. I had some some photos here, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can find my picture book, you old fucker. What's that? <laughs> Let me grab yeah. my photo album. <laughs> well, there's some good pictures. Gush it you off. would have popped. You would have popped. But anyway, so you know these guys. You know TJ. He, he had a sister that lived in Pittsburgh, uh, and actually not far. I think it was actually on Pitt's campus. And uh, she had a car, and she'd let him use it every once in a while. You know, fucking go out, do this, do that, whatever. So you know, he asks her about it. Now, naturally, when he asked her about it, he didn't say anything about taking it to fucking Toronto. But he gets the car. All right, we're going. We're going. We had, and we stopped at Rochester. We got there about 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. And I was like, well, fucking, let's fucking unwind. So I had him drive down to Charlotte, took him out, out to the pier, went for a little walk, some chicken nuggets. It was amazing to see these guys. Again, Pittsburgh, you know, they may not live in the city. They grew up in suburbs, but the three rivers, I mean, be pretty fucking used to it. They were amazed. That like I just remember them being so in awe of like, dude, you live here? It's like, yeah. Well, you <laughs> should see it during the day. You change your mind, but <laughs> I was just gonna say, bro, it's so nice right now. But when the light comes on, you're not gonna want to fucking be here. You're gonna see bodies floating in here. The water's gray for some weird fucking reason. Like, yeah, that's awesome. That's fantastic. So yeah, we we hung out. There was the best place to take a date at night. <laughs> exactly. <coughs> we hung out with my brother for a while. Uh, that's one of the pictures I want to show you. Is a picture of me and my brother from '98. So you can imagine what that will look like. It looked like two fucking greasers. Um, and I was like, all right, let's hit the road. He's got that mullet going right now. Oh, that's not a mullet, dude. It's a, it's some kind of like weird Italian fro. I don't know, man. I'm gonna name a pasta <laughs> after it. But so we're like, all right, we're going to fucking hit the road. So we're, we're heading up, you know, we're driving up to the border. Uh, you, you know, the drive from Rochester to Niagara Falls, because that's basically the way you go. You know, that fucking drive we're doing. Yep. 
we were uh, we had three main CDs that we were playing. Uh, there was a Portishead CD. It was their second album. I think it's self-titled. Uh, the Bob Marley Legend CD. Everybody has a fucking copy of that. It's like Frampton is, comes alive. Uh, but the big you got it was tied in the mail. Exactly. The big one though was Why Clef's the Carnival. That album is a fucking mm. classic, and that was kind of like the theme. So on the way, we had a little bit of weed. Now, as reckless as we were, we knew we weren't bringing weed into Canada. But we brought a joint to smoke on the way. So we smoke it. And uh, I think I was sitting in the back seat, and I think Heasley put the, uh, you know, put the roach in the ashtray. We start getting close to Niagara Falls. And he's like, oh, fuck the roach. Throw it out the window. And, and Heasley, for some reason, instead of just throwing out the window, he fucking ate the thing. <laughs> like you could have just thrown it out take the evidence in <laughs> you could have just thrown it out the window okay he ate it fine so we pull up to the border and naturally they take one look at us and they pull us over to the side they bring the drug dogs you're all giggling like a bunch of oh no we weren't giggling then girls. we weren't giggling then um they drug dogs they bring the drug dogs out they fucking oh. they did they, they went full tilt and uh, i think they found rolling papers that's all they found. There was no, there was nothing in there. So, all right, we're on our way. We fucking did it. All right, thank God. So, I head up the QEW, head to Toronto, and we make it to Young Street. Young Street is like you know the main road that has it's it's the busiest, right? And uh, we we had a couple bars, and I did. I was spent. I was so spent. <clears throat> I crashed in the back. I went. I, I laid down in the back seat of the car. We're we're on the main road in Toronto. I can hear people walking by me. Everybody's hooting and hollering, having a grand old time. I'm like, I'm going to bed. I was a loser back then. Isn't too. that funny how you could put yourself into just like a full sleep mode yep. and you're like full blown like nightlife. Everything's going on downtown. And you're like, I don't care. I can sleep through mm-hmm. this shit. I don't care. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest <laughs> sleep, but I slept. I wake up, I don't know, maybe around 6 a.m. and my buddies are just coming back. Like, it was one of those things like I just happened to stir and I look up. I'm like, oh shit, there they are. Okay, cool. So they get in the car. Um, they ended up meeting a couple girls. And they're like, he's like, yeah, we got their number. We're going to get, again, this, I don't even think we had cell phones at this point. You know, they figured, okay, we're going to meet here at this time. So we're going to meet up with these chicks later. Cool. All right. We got somebody to show us the town. Fucking tell us where to go and hang out. That's cool. Um, we head to the, we head to the hotel. Again, I have no fucking idea how we had the money for a hotel room. No idea. Fucking. So we crash, whatever. <laughs> Those couple hours you were out, your boys were grinding. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. Um, we ended up going to this Italian restaurant. Uh, again, no idea how we paid for fucking dinner. I don't. I have no idea. Um, this was at the time that you could. Uh, well, I mean, it was Canada. You know, first of all, keep in mind, uh, eighteen to drink in Canada. We were all eighteen. I think I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could smoke in in, in places. So we're sitting there, and they got this nice little just standard-ass black ashtray, and I was like, dude, this thing's fucking nice. I fucking put it in my pocket. Why? Because I don't know. I needed an ashtray, apparently. It was that important to me. I needed an ashtray. What if I got smoke on the way home? Am I going to ash on the ground like a regular motherfucker? (laughs) Walking around carrying an ashtray. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know the best part about this restaurant? It was run by Pakistanis. 
Oh, that's really <laughs> that's, funny after that's watching. Funny, oh, right? okay. All uh, right. But, you know, the food, either the food, you know, I remember the food being good. I remember like th- talking about it afterwards, like, yeah, the food was good. It just might have been that I fucking hadn't eaten in three days. Who the fuck knows? Um, so anyway, after dinner, we meet up with these chicks that they met the last night. Uh, and we actually head to the Sky Dome, uh, which is where the Blue Jays were playing baseball at the time. You know, the Sky Dome, mm-hmm. right? We just sat out front and just smoked joints for like an hour in front of the fucking Sky Dome. It was pretty cool. Like, just literally just sitting there looking at it. You know, worry be Hogan here, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would be doing. Like, people are like, yo, can you believe we're going to see a Toronto Blue Jays here? But like, yo, you know, like, this was Andre Giant's last send-off, right? Like, that's what (laughs) his big last thing was. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't bring that up. You'll ever think if Andre didn't (laughs) exist, would wrestling exist? That's the kind of shit I ask when I'm high. We go ahead. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so we hop on a subway uh, to downtown. I'm guessing. I mean, I don't fucking know what you know the layout of Toronto, but we walked along for the ride. We just we dude, we walked all over that fucking city. We walked through Chinatown. Chinatown was cool as shit. Like it was literally like a fucking movie. Like if you like see Chinatown in a movie, that's what it was fucking like. It was mm-hmm. it was fucking crazy, dude. It was insane, it, and it was just cool, man. And, you know, just walking around the city, fucking not a care in the world. It's fucking rolling with it. See where we end up, right? So we end up in a bar, this one bar, and I remember they had this really great beer. It was something amber. It was a, it was really good, but it was like a small little microbrewery before its time, you know? And, um, you know, we end up ordering some drinks, and, you know, they carted us at first, and, you know, we had our IDs with us. And uh, I remember the girls were like, they couldn't find them or something was going on. They're like, don't worry about it. Because I figured, you know, they seem like townies, you know, they, they fucking, they've been around. That's why we ended up there. They took us fucking there. Right. So we hung there for a little bit while. And then we end up going uh, back to their place for a little bit. Not a big deal. Right. You know, fucking, we're not going to have a fucking gangbang or anything. Um, except for. I'm like, is this Yenzo Amore kind of night? And both of them are two, <laughs> 300 pound girls. No, no, no. <laughs> no they're pretty good looking. <laughs> Uh, so just keep in mind that we're 18, 19, it wasn't their place. It was their parents' house. So we're hanging out there and it's like, this is kind of weird. Um, let's go back out. So we get a cab. I can't. She's like, you're right. I I got to get up for eighth grade geometry in the morning. No, no, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't properly put into words. What I experienced next. It was, to me, one of the oh, most exhilarating wait. pieces of the story. We get in the cab. The cab driver looks like Antonio Banderas. No bullshit. <laughs> he had a fucking full suit on. No tie. No tie. Unbuttoned, you know, top. Remember the old big uh, gray cell phones where the, just the mouthpiece, the panel would flip down? Remember those phones? Yep. He had one of those. Yep. His elbow is resting on the open window of the front door. With the phone up to his ear. He never looked at us. He never said anything. His eyes stayed forward the whole time. The phone was up to his ear the whole time. He never said a goddamn word. And he went like 60. It was like jumping hills in San Francisco in the fucking movies, dude. We literally caught air at one point. This motherfucker went like a fucking bullet. I have never been so scared and so fucking exhilarated all at once in my life. It was out of this fucking world. And then we just fucking handed him money and he was gone. 
disappeared into the fucking night. <laughs> Antonio Banderas was a bad motherfucker. The phone up to his ear the he whole time. He was never even the taxi didn't driver. Say, didn't say he a just happened to be thing. pulling over. He didn't say a goddamn thing the whole time. He just fucking, <laughs> boom, love it. gone. We were giggling. I can't do that. You see me? I'm a... I have to talk. If it's dead silent, I'm going to be oh, like... we were talking. We were all talking so, in the taxi, but... No, I mean to him. If he ain't saying shit, I'm going to be like, so, do you Uber often? Well, he was on the phone. Yeah, I I'm, whatever, I, I get it. It wasn't Uber time, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to be that guy. I want to make shit uncomfortable. I don't know. But maybe not with Ponytail Antonio yeah, Banderas. you don't fuck with Antonio Banderas. So yeah, man. That was fucking, that was crazy. So we meet up with some of their friends, right? Uh, all super cool, you know, just hanging out there. Ta- you know, I have no idea where the time went or the specifics of what happened for the next couple hours. Just kind of bar hopped, had a fucking good time. Hours passed, right? Um, we ended up at like an elementary school. You know, keep in mind, this is fucking after midnight, you know, we're fucking. Oh, this is before your conviction. All right. Yes, before, definitely. What led to it. So. <laughs> You know, I, apparently that's just where they hung out, you know, and drank. So it looked like a small school. They had a, you know, you know, you know. It's where they hung out and drank. This didn't bother you at all? No, I mean. Hanging I, at the girl's house where you could maybe get some poontang. You're like, well, your parents are home. I can't do this. But you know what? I'm down to hang at a little fucking elementary school. It's just a place where you sit down and drink. You've never gone to a place that's out of the ordinary to just sit and drink and hang out. Not an elementary school. Yeah, well, good for fucking you. What do you want, a Boy Scout badge? Anyway, back to my story. It's a small little school. You know, if you look, uh, if you if you're looking at the, like the side of one of the buildings, there's the windows for all the classrooms. But there was like a ledge there, so everybody's like sitting on the ledge right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've got my my awesome black ashtray out, right? Fucking yeah, we use it. Put you know, <laughs> using that to fucking yo, y'all need to clap your shit into something. I got the I got you hooked up. It was up. actually helpful for rolling joints, you know. That's what we pretty much used it for. So yeah, it was kind of nice. Um, so yeah, we're rolling joints. We're just hanging out, and you know, you know what fucking happened? That fucking ashtray mm-hmm. fell to the ground and broke. It's bad juju. It's bad juju. Should have never taken the fucking Damn. thing. Should have never fucking taken the thing. That wasn't yours, so fuck it. This this there, and then there was this one dude. Uh, he had, he had like a little, he had a little bit of an Afro, not too big, but, and he was talking about this comic he wanted to write. And I can't remember what the fucking name it was called, but basically it was like, it was like, uh, like Dolomite Wu-Tang samurai shit. <laughs> and instead of throwing ninja stars, he would throw Afro picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny and racist. Dude, it was amazing. Like we popped. We were fucking like, yeah. It was it, it was great. It was just one of those moments, right? You fucking I don't know these people. This is not my town. This isn't my right. country. Right. No, totally. You're out in the middle of nowhere. It's fucking invincible time, right? Nothing can harm you. Right? It was just one of those moments. It was fucking great. Somebody started talking about you know, oh, when did you get your license? Oh, I got mine early, man. Yeah, I couldn't wait. I fucking signed up and got my permit right away. Oh, when did you get your? When did you get yours? Everybody just started talking about this, and then one of the people that you know those girls introduced us to asked one of the girls that we were with, you know, oh, how old are you again? And she kind of pauses and she goes, fifteen. <laughs> I let out an audible oh, oh, 
and I curled in the hole and started howling. And then my other buddy started howling, and all three of us just couldn't stop laughing because we're like, we've been hanging out with 15-year-olds this whole time (laughs) in bars. And Chris Hansen showed up and was like, Joe, we got to talk. <laughs> Y'all got catfished by some girls. Needless to say, that ended our association for the evening. It was getting late or early, however you want to look at it. And the one guy and the, the guy that talked about the comic were going to drive us home. It was early, way too early for some. <laughs> I did not think that's where this was. What's funny is I was like, hey, last time I went to Toronto, I went to a strip club, and then I ended up getting laid. You're like, well, no. No. And I'm putting this on record now because I'm going to trial, and I want to make sure my story is full. So the two guys are going to give us a ride back to our car, right? We have no fucking idea where we are. There's more to the story? Oh, Oh, yeah. So... We get to the car, and, and we're just taking a minute to fucking, you know, reload, because after that, everybody was fucking, because even those guys were laughing their asses off. Goes to start the car, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, and he just goes, you've got to be fucking kidding me. When he went to turn the key, it broke off. Keep rushing the fuck out of here. Yo, keep rushing. This is a nightmare. You guys are about to get raped by a bunch of 15-year-old little girls. And again, the next 15 minutes, we're just all giggling, sitting in the car that won't start now. And he's like, well, sorry, guys. I can't really do anything for you. Hey, nope, we understand. How do we get back to our car? He's like, go that way and take a left and keep walking. So... We walk back to our car. I have no idea how far it was. I have no idea how long it took. All that I can tell you is we watched the sunrise on our walk. <laughs> by the time it all went home without a felony. By the time we got somewhat close to the car, if I remember, we stopped at the store to get cigarettes. And then it, it was weird because we go in there. And I come out, my boy, my buddy's all freaked out. He's like, let's get the fuck out of here. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, let's just go. So we start walking. He's like, this dude comes up to me because he's standing out there waiting for us. He goes, hey, man, you want a cigarette? And he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll take a cigarette. And he's like, guy takes it out of his pack and just kind of throws it at his chest, hits the ground. He goes, pick it up. All you got to do is pick it up. <laughs> what? <laughs> now i have so many more questions jesus yeah wait (laughs) did he pick it up no (laughs) keep running we gotta go yo that's nuts so we, we we end up back to the car. I want to try that. Yo, man, you got an extra piece of gum? Sure. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> so we, we make it back to Pitt. I, I might, they might have dropped me off in Rochester so I could stay back home for a little bit. I don't remember. But a couple of weeks later, TJ got some pictures developed. Oh, I should take a little sidetrack on that. Um, his camera, really nice. Again, I wish I had the pictures. Uh, we'll revisit that sometime, but... 
Beautiful camera. Beautiful camera. Um, remember I told you he's a little weird. He mm-hmm. got said camera from when somebody he knew who was drunk on weed and special K was on the roof of our dorm with his brand new like $2,000 camera. And he just took it. And me being the naive one or just like the nonsensical one, I guess at the time, he's like, oh, man, I wish I knew how to like we're all sitting in like the dorm room and like he's like, fuck, I can't even see him. I'm not even looking. I'm not paying attention to him. He's like, man, I want I got to figure out how to use this. I'm like playing video games or something. And I'm just like, why don't you just contact the manufacturer and tell him you need the instruction manual? (laughs) (laughs) So he did just that and got the instruction manual and got pretty goddamn good at using that goddamn camera. So he gets the, he gets some of the pictures developed, and he's showing them to his sister. You know, like, oh yeah, it was so great, it was so great, it was so great. You know, obviously he didn't say anything about taking her car. Well, one of the pictures that he took was from inside the car. It was like of Toronto, the skyline, or maybe Niagara Falls, or crossing a bridge, whatever. Well, the fucked up thing was his sister immediately noticed that in the picture, you could see the little coin tray that was on her dashboard. So she's like, mm-hmm. so you just showed me a picture proving that you took my car to Canada. Of Fucking everything amateur. that happened over that few days, <laughs> that was the thing. Almost popped at the border, hanging with minors, no money, stolen camera, <laughs> stolen ashtrays, a picture of a coin tray is what got us caught. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if Giant had that uh, ashtray, he'd have been great on the way to the ring, you know, just kind of flicking the cigarettes. Wow, that is just, I did not expect that's where, like, the end of the story was going to go. And I thought you guys were going to get popped or arrested in so many different ways. You took my car. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you almost had some pedophilia. Uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, that was... You just, <laughs> this was like a dark American pie story. Dark sides of the top of wrestling. Holy <laughs> shit. Dark side of Toronto. <laughs> All right. Dark sides of the top of wrestling. All right. Um, I'll see your wager and I will see you in two weeks with a fucked up story. And why I'm not allowed in your Chuck E. Cheese. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I got something I could bring to the table in two weeks. Thanks for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I don't even know where to go from here. Go to Toronto. Have a good time. Five words from ODM. The dark side of minors. Jesus <laughs> Christ. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks.
Bodie has really not watched wrestling since pretty much WrestleMania. I think the Cody thing bummed him out. Right. It's kind of like, like he was bummed about the Bills too. He's like, wow, Jesus. like man, the season's over. You know what I mean? Like it, like yeah. when you're a kid, you don't get it. Um, but he, the one of the funniest things before I tell you about the Red Wings game, he goes, dude, this was Bodie watching the twenty twenty. He goes watching the women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> just his eyes bulged out of his head and i started thinking about it. i go oh yeah oh jesus christ oh yeah well Rhea Ripley. oh yeah and i was like oh, but what everybody was wearing i'm like yeah did you ask him dom or sub 